Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Tech Podcast, a roundtable discussion with leading WordPress and tech experts, hosted by Jonathan Denwood. Hi there, folks. Welcome back to the WP Tonic Roundtable Show This Week in Tech. It's episode 674. Got a great panel, got some great stories. Um, I'm going to let the panel quickly introduce themselves and then we're going to be straight into the meat and potatoes of this show. Got a great guest of the show, a great WordPress individual, hosting expert, CEO. We've got Tom returning. Tom, would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe? Sure thing. Thank you. I can't believe over 600 of these things, huh? Wow. That is quite a landmark. Um, That's one way of putting it. That's very diplomatic, Tom. That's one way of putting it. You know, you are a CEO, so you have that skill, which I lack. Sharon will will tell you the lack of my um, abilities there. So there we go. All right. (laughs) Well, Tom Finelli, Convesio, uh, Scalable WordPress Hosting. So... Thank you for the intro, Jonathan. Yeah, I've got Sharon. You've got to feel sorry for Sharon, but there we go. Uh, um, Sharon, would you like to introduce yourself, Sharon? Well, I don't know why I've been singled out, but my name is Sharon Yates, and I'm with Creative Mouse Studio, and I'm glad to see everybody today. Yes, I'd just like to tease Sharon. It's a dark side of my nature. <laughs> uh, um, I've got my friend Sally. Sally, would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe? Uh, yes, Sally Getch. Rhymes with Sketch, the WP fangirl organizer of the East Bay WordPress meetup in Oakland, California. I've got my friend Spencer, and I actually feel sorry for him today. I thought I'd never say that. Uh, um, I thought those two things I won't put together, but I actually do feel sorry for the old soldier. He said certain operations on him. It all sounds barbaric to me, but there we go. Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself to the tribe? Yes, I had the, the one of those procedures that people have when you go to the dentist, and he says, you should have this looked at. So they cut a piece of my tongue out. So if I sound a little odd today, it's uh, it's not for lack of reason. Uh, Spence from WPLaunchify.com. I really don't know what to say to that, but there we go. Um, I've got my friend John Doc. to the tribe? Yeah, uh, John Locke from Lockdown SEO, providing uh, SEO to uh, industrial companies. That's great. And Sharon's got a very noisy keyboard. Uh, um, There we go. Uh, um, So um, you need to get a quiet one, my dear, for a podcast. Um, Mute it, please, Sharon. You're bashing away. Uh, um, Right. uh, um, Right. Let's go into our break to listen to our great major sponsor. Be back in a few moments, folks. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised 
full success. They have a flat rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you just pray at one fixed rate with Castos. Plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing. We're coming back. My great sponsor, major sponsor, Castos, has got a special offer just for you, Tribe. And I've got some other great offers from other sponsors and other great WordPress vendors. And to get all these goodies, all you have to do is go to the WP Tonic slash recommendations and all those goodies will be available to you. Go off there and spend money that's what i say uh um so panel uh, so panel into the first story and it's a it's a great wordpress one wordpress.com announces marketplace vision plan to partner with developers and the wordpress ecosystem i'm going to start with spencer but i feel a bit guilty there but i will start with spencer so spencer what do you think of that one hi hi this, this, I'm sure Tom and I will have a good talk on this one, but this is one of those start with the premise of what we speak about for almost every show about all the opportunities in WordPress that Automatic has not taken care of or fixed up yet. You know, Gutenberg and access and uh, accessibility and so forth. The problem here is that absolutely WordPress.org or .com should have some kind of an app store. The problem is the details of how does that happen without Matt triggering his either being a favoritism kind of guy or not being a favoritism kind of guy, allowing people to, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about allowing people to properly upsell or market their things. Who takes the money? How much is the fee? How do you get paid out? Who can put up banners? Can you refer to things? Because right now, it's a major shit show for even basic things. If you go to WordPress.org and you just look up things like, what does what a translation plugin do? They still have things listed in there and their official.org that are from like six years ago gone. How are they going to run a marketplace when they can't even get Gutenberg blocks running or they can't even get like accessibility working? Taking on a project of this magnitude sounds really good. Kind of like Elon Musk saying, hey, we'll all be on Mars soon. There's a million things to do between now and then. And WordPress through Automatic is not the one right now to do that without it causing, from my standpoint, more problems for them than it's worth. Because right now, it's WooCommerce plugins. Cool. They own WooCommerce. (laughs) Can you imagine when you put in this SEO plugin, but not that SEO plugin, or this guy's theme, but not that guy's theme? Like, welcome, welcome back to 2007. Yes, so um, Sally, what do you reckon about this? Um, well, I, I mean, I'm not a person who makes uh, products that would go onto the marketplace, so I don't really have a, you know, I don't have any skin in that game. But it does sound like it's one of those things that's fairly fraught, uh, as Spencer outlined, and um, we'll see. I mean, uh, given the fact that we've just, uh, you know, there's a a story that I don't think is on our list about, you know, Twitter doing e-commerce stuff and TikTok doing e-commerce stuff. And so, I don't know, maybe having a marketplace is just like kind of in the air. Um, 
<clears throat> and uh, but I wonder if this is one of those things where they're going to drop this announcement and then nobody's going to hear anything f- for like ever because we had that announcement about the um, you know professional developers building you WordPress.com sites for five thousand dollars and that supposedly was supposed to be some sort of cooperation with the community i have no idea what's become of it uh because it certainly hasn't hit the news again so it's the the story of christmas pass uh, yeah so we'll see you know um uh, but yeah if i was a uh, plug-in developer or theme developer with potential interest in this, I, I would be like not holding my breath and, um, you know, counting my fingers after I shake hands. The only thing I can say, Matt's organization as abilities make mine look good and, and you're sharing that saying something. So there we go. Uh, um, so, oh God, so Tom, uh, um, what, what do you think of this? Well, Okay, so I like tend to look at this from the customer's perspective because, as many of you know, one of the things we do is we help people's WooCommerce sites be faster. And the biggest problem with that is almost always plugins, and 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 so performance. I and by the way, the side effect of this is people just blanketly blame WordPress mm-hmm. for being slow. And what do they do? Shopify is the answer. And so I think there's a, and I'm, I'm starting to take this up as like a, a, a religious cause of like stopping. Well, you see, you've seen, the, you've seen the light. Sorry, Tom, you've seen the light, have you? The road well, to Damascus, have you? Well, the, the problem is, is that you've got all these bajillion plugins that are not tested at scale and people blame WordPress for it. And it's actually a lot of times third party companies that are the problem. Like, your integration with your shipping system slows down when you try to process 4,000 orders at once, you know? Um, And so I like the idea of a place where we can get curated, trusted plugins that have some, because I really do think, and I think Spencer, you might've been the one that planted this idea in my head, which is, you know, if you could just create a suite of tools that did all the things that you needed them to do, that you needed a platform to do, and you knew they worked together and you supported them, right. you could, you could, you know, completely displace the Shopify sort of approach, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't know, part of me is hopeful. We're headed more in that direction. Um, and that's, I do like this from that aspect. Um, but, you know. I'm, I'm disappointed in you, Tom. And there, there will be no drama at all, right? Because there's no drama getting anything into the repo if it is. Yeah, I'm deeply disappointed in you, Tom. You're just not on message. Don't you know that Jetpack will solve all this? You know, you know, come on, message. The, the great leader won't speak to you. You know, you're just not on message, Tom. There we go. Um, Sharon, what do you reckon, Sharon? <laughs> Well, I'm like Susie. I'm not in the game on the .org platform or the .com platform, whichever one it is. <laughs> so I'm, I don't really have much of an opinion, but I kind of follow what uh, <clears throat> Sally and Tom were saying. So, you know, ta-da, what is, what is it? Say Sarah, say Rob. I've got a slight hint for you, Sharon. To You know, to be on this show, you don't actually need opinions. You just need the ability to manufacture them. 
and then you'd be okay. <laughs> well, no, no, it is, just, it is a requirement to actually come on the show. You need to be opinionated. And, you know, that's why it's entertainment, Sharon. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't have an opinion about everything. <laughs> right, there we go. Unlike me. Uh, in the same, my beloved I'm, friend. I'm sure you will after five minutes on Twitter. Yeah, yeah that's go. true. That is true. <laughs> so, John, what do you reckon about this? Well, I guess they uh, changed their mind because I remember a few years ago that they said they had no interest in having a marketplace at all. Uh, but since, yeah, this is for the dot-com uh, environment, uh, which one of the comments in here said, like, you know, most people self-host on using the dot-org version of WordPress. So this probably won't be too big of a thing. But, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting because um, hmm, you're going to get hit with I think at some point, like uh, accusations of favoritism. Never, what, never in WordPress. What, what goes in this, what comes out. But as far as the business model, it's good that they're finally getting around to doing something with WooCommerce uh, on, on the dot-com side. They can, you know, they spent all this money to acquire uh, this solution to compete with Shopify. Uh, so hopefully this will help put some more money into the coffers. Uh, yeah, I always found it, um, Tom, sorry to interrupt, John, but Tom, I um, always found this kind of, um, I don't know how to describe it, you know, we're not going to take money to give a kind of curated list. Yeah, but when it comes to hosting, I don't know how much, you probably got a better idea, I don't know how much that being on the recommended list of hosting on WordPress.com, Org for Bluehost costs them. How, how much does that cost? You got any idea how much a year that costs them? Um, no, but I mean, uh, I do know that. Uh, I mean, I, I think I will not comment on that. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, my suspicion. Let us not put time on the spot. My suspicion is that this works. I've got to put it on the spot. That's why right? I get my entertainment you, well, from. You don't. You don't carry a bag of loot to the politician you want to influence, right? You make a big donation to their, you know, spouse's favorite charity or or something like that. So, you know, I think if there's a pay-to-play operating, it has a lot to do with, like, how much are you sponsoring WordPress events? Uh, you know, what are yeah, you putting into the community? That's 1,000% true. I, by the way, can I can't say why I know, but, like, you say, I know that, that whole 5th foundation thing and the requirement that you claim that you've donated hours and money goes a long way towards certain people paying attention to whether you'd be listed, which is one of the reasons I was alluding to the problems that will come as soon as you open this up to anything other than an automatic owned plugin or theme. Because now somebody will have an objective problem saying, why is this guy in there and that guy? Well, he gave us $10,000. He gave us $40,000 and so forth. Well, and I will say, though, the hosting page has been under redesign for some time now where they're going to be much <laughs> that's more. What, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> <I'm>, boy. <laughs> so it's, it is being worked on by the hosting group. And so we are, you know. We you are work, working, you're working on it, Tom, are you? Yes, it's. Can we, just be, can we just be honest without being accusatorial here? And I'm not speaking to anybody in particular, and not to the panel, but in general. 
anybody who's listening to this would be foolish if they really thought about it to believe that the way things work on the back end of automatic are not like they work in every other aspect of human society. Okay. It's who, you know, it's who you do a favor for. It's how much you pay. That's it. We are in a capitalistic environment. Open source is amazing, which is one differentiator, but everything else that goes on, I can speak to you from personal experience works just like it does in the real world here inside of La La Land of WordPress.org. Yeah, but there's, there's also, I've noticed, and it, I might be wrong, uh, panel, but when it comes to WordPress, there's a certain level of hypocrisy around it all that I, I find interesting. There's a certain, and I think it comes from the great leader to some extent. And yet the, there's a massive amount of hypocrisy around almost everything humans engage in. True. Let's go it's, on. It, 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 so it's not that there's an unusual amount of hypocrisy in the WordPress leadership. Oh, it's that yeah. um, uh, uh, that I'm all, we, somehow I'm all... got, we somehow got persuaded to have a level of idealism to think that there wouldn't be. That's, the, all, that's the point, right? Don't believe. Would... Don't believe that. You know, like just because Santa Claus says he's real, that he's real. It's like it works like human nature here as well even in the I, open source of WordPress. I'm all for favors, especially when they benefit me. <laughs> so, the sooner uh, we would get to that, the, the better off we would all be because it's the Emperor's New Clothes story. Pretending like it's something that it's not isn't helping anybody. If we could just talk like it's a real business that it is, everybody in the ecosystem would get farther faster. But we keep pretending like, you know, this stuff happens that doesn't really happen and yeah. it's, it's wasting well, time. Let's go on to a much nicer story in which Tom will be much more happier about as well because I've been, I've been teasing Tom and he won't sponsor me or support any of my other activities. He's been extremely generous, so I've got to be nice to Tom. Uh, um, so, uh, um, Mac Studio, Studio Display, Apple New Desktop for Creators. I'm going to start, I, I wouldn't normally do this, but um, Spencer, I feel sorry for Spencer today, and I thought I would never say that. And secondly, um, he's such a Mac supporter. <laughs> um, I mean, I So what do you reckon about this one, Spencer? Okay, so here's the takeaway from this, because my backstory was until five years ago, four years ago, when they started soldering down every component to a Mac and they were, you know, like the 2016 MacBook Pro was the end of it because I still run on a 2015. I was a huge fanboy. A lot of things were different. When Tim Cook and the gang started to do this anti-repair stuff and locking in your whatever and the pricing still went up, the quality and everything went down, I gave up. But here's what's interesting about this, but with the caveat. They've come full circle because although I was a fan of iMacs that have it all built in with the big screen, I now run a 43-inch TCL monitor connected to a little Intel Nook box. It cost me like $400 for this and $200 for that, and it does everything I need because the horsepower to do most what, what most normal people need is like pennies now. This new idea, the Mac Studio, comes from the fact that they decided to shift off of Intel chips back to this mobile M1 chip they made themselves, which is super crazy efficient. And so they went back to their roots, which I used to run a Mac mini in the old days connected to a big TV. That's how I did things. And it was as good or better with a wireless keyboard. But here's the caveat. 
Yes, if you spend 2000 bucks, you will get something that's crazy fast and powerful in the app, uh, in the Mac ecosystem that competes against their tens of thousands of dollar professional thing. But the last paragraph says it all. <laughs> the Mac Studio cannot be upgraded or expanded internally. While it does have a port assortment, the memory and storage you buy with it are what you will have forever. And I think that's the point. When I used to buy an iMac for 2000 bucks, I could replace the, the SSD drive. I could replace the memory. I could upgrade. I could do, even fix it with parts. You are now buying a $2,000 hope that Mac will honor their repair thing, which Lewis Rossman and everybody else have revealed is no longer true. When that little brick box you bought has a problem, they're going to say, sorry, uh, unless you have the extended warranty or blah, 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 you have to buy another one of those bricks. And that's the thing that bothers me because as much as I want to love Mac, until they go back to their roots of consumer right to repair first and removable parts and, you know, you can swap. Until they do that, F that. I'd rather buy an Intel Nook and jam it together with all my stuff because the software online is just about the same. I was feeling Please sorry. I was, I was feeling sorry for you now. My, 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 <laughs> I want to rebut this. Sorry for you. Uh, go for God, it. God, Tom, you paid enough I, money to give me. I want to rebut me. this. I'm going to go hard at Spencer here on this. <laughs> I do want to love Apple. So, I just find it hard hey, to look, love them. Here's the deal, all right? You're giving up modular replacement parts, blah, 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 because they are, they are pushing the envelope on efficiency, power, um, portability, size, all of that stuff. They, you're, you are trading off this modularity of things for technological advancements. Now, here's the thing, though. This is my bigger arching point. Spencer, you sound like someone buying, I was going to name a name. I'm not uh, buying legacy hosting. That's really like low end. I am a, I'm a, I'm a professional technology guy. Okay. I make probably tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars off of a single laptop or a computer that's going to last me multiple years. Okay. The cost of that device is so small compared to the value that I'm able to generate with it. It's like, you know, it's like the people who have an e-commerce website. It's I people have an e-commerce website. I had to buy. Okay, but hold on. It's like people have an e-commerce website doing millions of dollars a year, and they're still on $10 a month hosting, okay? Yeah. I don't want to fix my computer. I don't need to upgrade it. I'm smart enough to know how much capacity I need for the foreseeable future. The value I get from my Mac is going to be much further surpass me wanting to futz around with changing hardware, which by the way, I have been a Mac guy since 1994. Okay. I, I, I remember when their stock was $11 a share and they were going out of business and Microsoft had to bail them out. And everyone was like, they're going to, Microsoft owns them. I, I go way back to this. So I've been through that whole stage I have done didn't done the clones replaced. You're Parker. making two metaphors for me. I hey, agree. I, 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 I had a oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't want to get this out because my. I agree with everything you're saying, Tom. When it comes to the decision to spend the money for the hardware that gets you where you want to go, I spent fifteen hundred for this iPhone 13 Max Plus because I was using an eight, and you can't buy anything. I get it. What I'm talking about is not with me as the consumer. I'm talking about where Apple is. Effing people hard 
is you spend 2000 bucks and then something breaks on my phone or otherwise, unless you bought the $50 a month support plan, they won't even fix it themselves or have an independent repair shop be able to get parts. They've locked them all down. They've serialized yeah. them. And uh, they've can I, um, can, I, can, I, can I start interrupt before? But that's the part. I mean, that's, yeah. as we well, agree on I just want to point out, there's two point. there's two, like what a lot of Spencer says, there's two parts, what Spencer's, and you're mixing them up, Spencer. Your your um, your example of stopping third party people from repairing is totally. I totally agree with you. It's totally uh, horrible, and something should be done about it, right? But the bit that um, I agree with that Tom, this idea that people upgrade. Um, apart from the apart, apart from the memory, um, is to some extent a bit of a fallacy. I think most because the last I'm thing most people do is open the back of their computer and put. Well, hold hold well, on, well, you're, okay, taking, Spencer, you're taking Spencer. my thing. Yeah, but to your point, my, my I didn't articulate this. Sorry, in my my rebuttal for for this, but um, you know, if a computer breaks and it's unrepairable after two years, it's paid for itself. I'll buy another one. But that's not what I'm talking about either. I think like, Spencer's Lewis, talking about if it breaks after Lewis, two weeks. Lewis that's Ross, not true. Apple has a one-year manufacturer's warranty. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. This is what I'm trying to say. Lewis Rossman has revealed with Apple many, many, many times already that because they have locked everything to the board and soldered it, that when you take a thing that is broken, even during normal warranty, that more often than not, the Apple repair guys will tell you something that is not accurate, not true, and they will force you into position, even during a warranty sometimes, of having to rebuy the hardware again. Now, could we all say, sure, I don't care, it's 2,000 bucks, it's my main living, I can buy another 2,000 thing. Sure, but that's not what it used to be. For example, parts like memory or SSD drives, they fail. In the old days, the Apple technician or whomever could just replace that one part. But now that it's soldered down, they have a binary choice. Either we honor your warranty or you're fucked and you have to buy the thing over again. And that's where I think like $2,000 is a lot of money for somebody to say, I mean, yeah, it's fast, but like I'm buying a, essentially a brick. Like the whole thing is yeah. just one piece. I'm going to let some other people into this. So, right. so Sharon, so show, episode, but I couldn't resist. Calm down, Spencer, for God's sake. <laughs> I'm, calm not, down. I'm not uncalm, but it's like calm down, for God's sake. The thing that we're talking take about. The drug, take the drug that's next to no. you, for God's sake. The thing sake. that we're yeah, talking uncalm. about applies to many of the other conversations we've had, which is we are going to let me have somebody else. Remark about this. Good sign. I'm just saying, like, let's not take me out of context. I'm saying in the same context of our last topic, <laughs> companies need to be held accountable for what they're doing actually versus what the marketing perception is. And this has to do with everything from accessibility to racial equality to hiring practices to mechanical hardware. Apple used to be known as prosumer first. And they've lured us into believing that it's the fastest thing, and it is, but you're going to make a trade-off now. You're going to give us two grand and never say a word about it. And by the way, I'm very happy with this $1,500 phone, but it's a $1,500 phone. I have a laptop in my hands here that Apple sold me for less. Have you finished? 
Well, yeah, because you keep changing what I say and trying to make it something oh, else. Oh, never. I never do that. But if you finish, can I let somebody else in there? Do you mind? Oh can God. I, you know, can I let somebody else? It's so Sharon... you, Jonathan. Stop changing what I say. We'll get through it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> At least so, it's a good laugh. I'm hey, Sharon, Sharon, I'm salivating. I'm, I'm ready to buy. I'm just waiting <laughs> for one of these clients to give me a load of money and not be a crazy client. I seem to attract very crazy clients, don't I, Sharon? I can't think why. Uh, um, so what do you reckon, Sharon? What do I recommend? Well, I'm not a Mac person. Again, I'm not in that game. <laughs> um, huh. And I, I'm a... So the news wasn't really exciting to me, but I'm a huge PC user of Ben since I've started working on computers. And, uh, but, you know, I kind of agree with Jonathan on some part because I do have, <laughs> but I actually, I keep mine until they just won't go as fast as I want to go. I do not stand in line for the latest upgrade of anything. <laughs> So I'm sure I, I got I get Apple stuff, but I don't, I'm not buying the boat. I'm not, you know, I thought, you know, I'm not doing that. I totally agree with you, but yeah. oh, oh, we've got, oh, we've got oh, another yes, stuff. Lucy, Lucy oh. is joining me today. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I, man. you know, I make that's my what, products, whatever. That's, I what, buy. that's what Spencer needs. He needs a cat. He needs a cat. <laughs> he needs to be much calmer. Much calmer. Do you know that? If you've got a cat, Spencer, you'd be much happier. I have. I'm a firm believer of keeping my products long time until they just absolutely wear out. I mean, my PC, my um, I usually have one on standby when I, I kind of figure out how long my PC is going to last. And I know when I need to buy another one. <laughs> but, you know, I buy really good products. And yes, I spend the money on the interfacing of my computer and you know so that it does work for what i need to do but um i just don't go out and buy something new because it's new it's just me um, i don't need it i work and everything's fine kind of like tom you know i get things replaced when i need them <laughs> and i'm willing to spend the money <laughs> yeah so john um i think you know I'm tempted. I haven't really got, I've been spending so much money on bloody things lately, John. Uh, um, but I am tempted. I think they're on the winner here, John. Even even though Uncle Spencer thinks they're the darkness personated. What do you reckon, John? I reckon they're going to sell tons of this stuff. No, oh, they'll sell tons. They always do. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just like, I, I'm built different. I still have my iPhone 8. I haven't upgraded. Um, using like a HP uh, laptop here, still drive my car that I bought eight years ago. I, you know, I, it's it's cool if you want to buy new stuff, but you know, not everybody is compelled to do so. Um, not necessary. <laughs> well, it's the American uh, way, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, I think uh, Spencer had a point there. I mean, it, again, it's kind of uh get the latest and greatest you know and just to make things i don't know new and fun <laughs> but but i'm like john i i have i didn't even upgrade to my 12 i have the 12 max pro i didn't even upgrade to my iphone 6 just wasn't going fast enough for me i mean it seemed to just slow down and i'm like oh that's apple's way of getting me to buy a new phone <laughs> so, 
What's ironic here is that Apple already has demonstrated that they could solve both of these problems. Because I don't want to make it unclear. I agree 100% with what Tom said. I'm saying that Apple could choose to have the best of both worlds because they used to do this. Even on this machine, they could have a modular memory and they could have a modular SSD or solid state so that if it was true that something broke, and same with the video card, somebody who's authorized could fix it. But I'm saying in this model, even for the Apple technicians, it's throw the whole thing out or not. That is, to me, in a world where everything can snap together, not any logical business decision other than in favor of Apple selling more stuff or false pretenses. Like that company that's accused of the ice cream machines at McDonald's making all of their money on the 25% repair contract. That's why all the, the milkshake machines are broken at McDonald's all the time. It's just, it's dirty business. What? And there's no justification. Yeah, I know, right? know that's a mystery of life for me, Spencer. Why are those things always broken? Broken. <laughs> the right. milkshake machine, by the way, is like searching for Bigfoot because people have literally done full investigative research and they got into the code and realized that there's actually programming the code failure modes that trigger the service guy to have to come out. I, I think mean, these people well, got this to... Is, this is like your uh, ink cartridges for, for yeah. inkjet printers. <laughs> you know, it's really half full, but the thing is going to tell you it's empty. And yeah. you're yeah. Really, that's a good point. The inkjet thing that came out last week, there was a... Lewis Rossman did something on, you know, those label makers that are, are uh, thermal label makers? The main company of that <laughs> came out with a, a chip in their thing that it won't let you use any third-party thermal paper. It's thermal paper. And they made it so their customers can't use anything other than their own, the Venmo or whatever the company. That's the kind of logic that's going on here with this Apple product. And it's sad to me because you know why? Otherwise, I probably would have spent the 2000 bucks. But right now, I already know from the phones and everything, on this thing, I spend $197 a year for an insurance policy to make sure that they will replace it with a full phone. So I'm spending 20% a year on the thing that I spent more than a laptop on. I don't want to spend $200 a year on my $2,000 computer just so they will not lie to me when I, I need it repaired. Sorry. It does something that I mean, uh, Sharon, and Sharon. The world can do. It can play 18 streams of 8-kilobyte ProRes 420 video. Yeah, there I mean, we go. It's I need, I need to, I need to, for us to go for our break, actually, Spencer, you know, you have taken two-thirds of this time up. Uh, um, so, uh, um, uh, um, so we're going, we're going for, I'm going to rename this. This is, this is my new I'm going to rename the show, folks, the Spencer Forum show. Uh, um, so, uh, um, we're going to go for our break. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding? Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's Launch Flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Alamator or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. I'm Bertha. 
an AI-based writing assistant to help you write better content on your WordPress website. In just a few clicks you can ask me to help you write outstanding content for your website that's guaranteed to convert, from blog posts to landing pages, to product pages. Never be left with that blank page again. You can try me for free on Bertha.ai. See you soon. We're coming back. And so welcome is... back to the Foreman Forum. You know, yeah, you know like on uh, Saturday Night Live, they have Alec Baldwin and the other five-timer, Steve Martin. They have the whole gag, like your five-timers, you get a robe and stuff. Well, I've been with you since show one. So <laughs> if you touch a nerve with me and do and say stuff, guess what? I'm wearing the five-timer robe. You're going to hear about it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to ride you up. I'll get, and I'll get such delight out of it. Uh, um, before 679 we... shows I've been here, man. Yeah, right, there Give me go. a break. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Give you, give you a break. That's the God. Uh, um, so... Before we move on to our other great stories, uh, I want to tell you about the WP Tonic Weekly Newsletter, which you should sign up, Tribe. It's a newsletter that I write a personal editorial where I have a go at any target in the WordPress community that I think I need to take the piss on. And I get great delight in doing it. And plus, it has all the recommendations from the panel at the end of the show sent to your inbox every week you definitely want to sign up oh spencer's gone uh, um and uh, you definitely want to sign up and to get this great newsletter all you have to do panel and it's free is go to the wp tonic slash newsletter and sign up for this great thing sharon will guarantee it's fantastic isn't it sharon uh, um so on to story three. Oh, he's back. Uh, WordPress. <laughs> that's, oh, yeah. That's so <laughs> obvious. That's so bloody obvious. His tongue started bleeding after that yeah, discussion. something's bleeding. That's all right. All <laughs> uh, right. Uh, so, uh, Word, <laughs> number three, WordPress performance team released new feature plugin for testing improvements and progress. That rose off the tongue, doesn't it? Uh, I'm so, Tom. <clears throat> when I was reading this, I thought of you, Tom. So what did you think of this story, Tom? Uh, well, first, I love that we've got a performance team now. Uh, that's a huge, huge, like, great thing. Um, and in general, I love everything that team's doing, the direction they're going. Uh, I don't think that these things are that they've done first are, like, you know, Earth changing. The one that I do love is the object cache feature because I do think, and you're going to see more companies partnering with companies like uh, Object Cache Pro, which, you know, Cloudways did a partnership with and we announced a partnership with. And so, you know, now we, we deploy Redis standard with our stuff. So does Cloudways uh, and some others. And so I think we're going to be getting into the realm where not only server caching, but object caching is important. So I do think that was a big deal. Uh, things like the WebP feature, eh, you know, we're integrated with Cloudflare, does WebP on the fly. Why do that in WordPress, you know? But nonetheless, I mean, let's not be nitpicky here. The big thing is this is all great stuff, great team, great people on the team, and looking for really awesome things to happen from this team. So I think it's mm -hmm. a positive. 
So you're giving it a thumbs up, five stars. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, Sally, what do you reckon about it? Uh, well, it sounds like the plug-in itself is um, perhaps not ready for prime time, but I think it's a great idea. And um, I especially find it interesting that they're going to include a, uh, you know, audit your enqueued assets. Like, how many different times have plugins enqueued the same library? Uh, and, uh, you know, what's, uh, you know, what, what can you do there to streamline some of that? So, um I, I do. You you reminded me of that, Sally. You're spot on with that. That's a great one, um, a really good one. The problem is, I don't think most users are going to know what to do about it. Well, yeah, that is a problem because, and I mostly might not know what to do about it either. But it would help me be aware of where problems are likely to be, uh, so that I could reach out to somebody who might uh, know that. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, John, what do you reckon? I think because um, there's a real lack of these type of tools, I feel, John, so I think it's good news. What do you reckon, John? Well, like uh, some of the people in the comments, uh, some of these things um, have to be done manually. Like, uh, you know, when I build sites, I have to have a manual, basically like a, 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 a home spun up a solution for WebP uh, to make sure that there is support. So, uh, that is kind of cool. Um, some of the other stuff, you know, it's looking for the object cache and then it's looking for the enqueued assets. You'd still need a developer to help solve those issues, but at least you'd be aware of it. Um, I think definitely for a developer-centric um, admin, this you know, could develop into a, a very useful plugin. So what do you reckon, Sharon? Give it five stars, three stars? What do you reckon? Well, since it's still in beta, <laughs> I don't know. And it might be in beta for the yeah. next five years, won't it? No, WordPress. It's kind of like, uh, you know, I mean, everyone knows I'm a huge Elementor user, and, you know, things that are beta tend to last quite a while until they're actually um, – uh, stat or excuse me, I can't even say the word, but their performance is good. Uh, but you know, having something that can help users, I'm all for it. But I think Tom made a good point the users may not know what to do. So, a uh, good training or some type of good documentation on their website should at least be something that users can refer to when they don't know something, or as Sally suggested, so that they can be referred to reach out to someone. But uh, it sounds good to people like us who know what we're doing. <laughs> right. Well, and, 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 you know, just based on John and Sharon's comments, I mean, the other part of this, too, is that this is elevate, This There's an awareness component, right? Yeah. Most people don't know why WordPress is they, slow. Yeah. They don't even know where. And so there's like, this is like educating the base. And it's going to take a decade to do this. It's not something, you know, so, but just the fact that we have a narrative now around object mm -hmm. caching yeah. is an elevation of everyone's levels around awareness of, oh, what is object cache and why would I need it? I want to move it on because I want time for our recommendations and I don't want this show to go on as warm peace. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to story five because it's delicious. 
It's delicious. So, um, so Ruby on Rails confronts its founding bully. So, John, um, I'm going to let you fill us in on this because it's just so delicious. What's this story about, John? Uh, David Hannemeyer Hansen, the, the one of the co-founders of Basecamp, a guy that I used to look up to when I was first like getting into the web. I don't know, like. Um, Last year, there was like a list that was going around Basecamp where internally they had the list of funny sounding names. Um, and people were internally like calling that out, you know, saying like, hey, you know, perhaps this is a bad idea. And uh, shortly after thereafter that, they said like there, you know, no talk of diversity in Basecamp. And David... Uh, DHH there, he's he's been kind of going off the rails recently, uh, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, so the the Rails Conf, <laughs> the Rails Conference, uh, they said like, hey, you've been the keynote speaker like every year. Like, uh, we're not saying don't come to this conference. We're saying like, you know, maybe somebody else could be the keynote. And then he wrote this kind of bitch fit blog post. <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah so it's he's well, when he was going off the rails like it was funny because people were like oh he blocked me so you know yeah, on his he blocked me i think <laughs> yeah so i said one thing to him i said you know like this is you know a bad move or whatever and he blocked me too but he was like on a blocking spree. Oh, I wonder was, why. Do you think he's a hey man? A hit dog hollers. I don't know what to tell you. You know, you know it's that, it's, that it's so a lot nice. of narcissism and tech. What is this we've kind of found? You know, there's a there's somebody else that comes to mind that probably would respond in a similar way. Actually, I wonder who that could be. Uh, oh, yeah, right, so so they, they they do make some references to that uh, in in this, uh, and I figured I that who I could be talking about. Kind, yes, mild mannered leadership. Mm, yes. Well, this is this is the thing. Leadership. This is the uh, yes, yes. That's that's like uh, we're lucky to have kind uh, and mild mannered leadership. Uh, yes. Hint. 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 Um. Uh, I think that's uh, like apotropaic language. Um. Uh, 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 and uh, so, so Tom, you know what's what. He got any advice for David because he's he's he does seem to need some therapy, doesn't he? Um, uh, uh, well, look, I will just point out that you know it is never a good idea to be emotionally triggered in public forums, okay? So well, it, depends, it depends what drugs you're taking all the time, doesn't it? So, I mean, it sounds like this was an emotional response from being triggered, um but I don't really know any of these people. And so I just read the article and I'm, I'm not sure what good comes of this, but. Well, it's not good to it, but it's still tightly entertaining, isn't it? Tom? That's true. There is you definitely know. entertainment value, but I'm not sure what that says about us as a society. So <laughs> oh, God, human beings are just gossip trollops. That's what it says about us as society, as a society. But it also says, you know, this is why, well, David, uh, David's been benevol- very key. David's benevolent been very- dictators 
I mean, are still dictators and you have to depend on them to be benevolent or not. Some of which I've been pointing out, but David's been very active to point out other people's um, problems. Well, yes, I distinctly remember a conversation, a recorded conversation between him and a certain uh, founder of WordPress. And you must not uh, be mentioned. And DHH was making completely valid points. Uh, that were you didn't not him, received you didn't get, very didn't well. Didn't get him any straight on you, you answers to questions, though, did it? You realize that DHH created Ruby on Rails, right? Yes. So, like, this this is, like, yeah. the ego is, this is like Bill Gates not being invited to Microsoft com or something well, like that. I'm not saying you can't come, David. I'm just saying you can't be the keynote. I'm not saying he's right, but, but when you're talking about I'm triggering sure he, somebody... I, I, look, like, of course he had very strong feelings about it. Like Larry right? Ellison. Naturally. You know. But, it, it, you know, it, supposedly this person is an adult and could stop and say, you know, it'll look really bad for me if I have a public meltdown about this, no matter how I feel. Maybe I want to consider how to respond. (laughs) It's the Twitter and the drug combination that's done it. Can you imagine them doing, like, the WordPress something annual event and not asking Matt Mullenweg to speak? Can you imagine that? Like, that's the mindset of this guy. He's from Chicago. He's well-known for being, yes, like a big a-hole, and so is Jason Freed, because that's how they started and that's how they roll. It's a private company. This doesn't run throwing shit around. Look, you can take some, isn't it? The issue, which is interesting, is this is not like... this is not like a corporate publicly traded company. He He's not got a board of directors. It's two guys that are multi-multi-millionaires from something they founded acting badly. They did some horrible stuff two years ago, like John said, and now... He takes it as a personal slight, which is not surprising. I'm not saying what he did was right or helpful, but like if you said to Jeff Bezos, hey, we're having an Amazon.com conference and you can't speak, you know, he'd be like, whoa, let me get my yacht out. I I might be wrong here, but I don't think they were saying you can't come and you can't speak. They're just speak. He's not the keynote guy. You're just saying saying you you can't be the keynote speaker this year. Yeah. I think it, I think it, I think it's important to realize why RailsConf uh, is trying to distance themselves from DHH. It's because of his reaction to the you know like hey keeping a name of funny names non-European names basically is it's it's kind of a bad look. And when twenty of your fifty-seven employees quit over it, when you say we can't talk about oh fine then. We can't talk about political activism from a guy who is completely a political activist. The whole of his Twitter stream is politics. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, this is why they're distancing themselves from him. If Matt Mullenweg did something similar to what DHH did, then, yeah, the state of the word would do the same thing. I, I, I guarantee add, like, it. Is that. The difference between Matt and DHH is that Matt stopped doing that back in 2013. Like Chris Pearson or one of those events was he learned his lesson and has not done that meltdown since. But back in the day, Matt was doing DHH stuff. Like I was there for all of those like Matt. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I still follow Chris, but there's something 
not you know what I mean? like, there's, some, the there's something not right with Chris, is there? Wait, yeah. can I ask a question? Can I just, I, I, this is like, you know, is it possible that these people do these things as a calculation because they want to be, like, we're talking about them. There's articles. Uh, Tom, sorry, Tom, it's just the drugs, Tom. They want their 15 uh, minutes of fame. I mean, yes. I'm not that kind of person. There are people who will do I, that. We well, elected one president. I, yes. well, I, well, I heard I heard someone that I met who made some tweets, and and that person was like, you know what? Nothing on my Twitter feed happens without purpose. And I was like, really? Because it sounded like you were just impulsively tweeting and it made me wonder, like, maybe people try to come off that way, but they're actually doing it intentionally. I think there are some, Tom, but I think this is drugs, actually. But, Tom, <laughs> Tom, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, as a CEO and, a, you know, as a really intelligent, fantastic human being, he doesn't sponsor the show, folks. Uh, um, so, uh, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, do you actively keep lists of funny names of your clients and, you know, endlessly? No. You don't think that's a good example? I to live employees. by the rule yeah. that if I wouldn't say it to your face, I don't say it. And yeah. I, I'm like 98% sleep with a clean conscience. <laughs> Maybe I slip up here and there, but like I'm, I live by that rule. Yeah, Jonathan, well, you're on the list for sure, Jonathan. <laughs> well, he did live a clean life until he came regularly on this bloody show. So there we go. Um, let's go on to the recommendations of the week. Uh, mine is Helpy Hippie Hippie WP. It's a it's a it's a kind of um, wiki kind of um, keep all your information together plugin and. Um, Compared to some of the SaaS products, it looks interesting. Um, so that's my recommendation. Um, please, Uncle Spencer, help me by putting all this into the I think the everybody's site. done it already. Yeah, well, very useful. So, Tom, have you got a recommendation for the tribe? I do. Uh, businessbloomer.com. And uh, I heard Sharon is a big fan of uh, Rodolfo and what they're doing over there. But if you are... Interested in learning at a deeper level, WooCommerce, that is, that guy does. How to do anything with WooCommerce, that site will show up. I will reveal that most all of everything I ever figured out to do in the LunchFlows plugin was through visiting that site and Stack Overflow. And there's another guy in Stack Overflow like Rodolfo, but Rodolfo's site and him are so awesome because he puts it out there, gives you what you need, and then people go, well, what about more? He goes, Hey, well, that's a custom service. So I love him for what he contributes, but I love him because he does it in a smart business way because he gets you hooked. And I'm sure a lot of people do. Yeah, and if you if you join, there's a, something called the Bloomer Armada, which is a Slack channel, which is really great. Yeah, so Sharon's a endorser of that. So yeah, his site's amazing. Oh well, make sure that's in the uh, the Slack channel, Spencer. Uh, um. Um, so, Spencer, what's your recommendation this week for the tribe? Um, this is something that comes up, and I see Sharon's got a good recommendation, too. That was one I would recommend. This is one that comes up almost every day that I finally decided. It's the temporary login without a password plugin. <laughs> so here's what happens. Hey, Spence, I'm trying to put this theme with that theme with launch flows, and my dog ate my connector, and how does this work? And I'm like, you didn't tell me anything about your website. 
could you please use this plugin and send me an admin login temporarily? And so everybody says yes to it because it doesn't require them to create an account or all that. They just do it. And then I immediately see within like two minutes what the problem is. And for anybody that's running a service business or a plugin with service, this will save your bacon because people can just give you access and then take it away real quick. Oh, we have to be on the top of our sl- on our stack then. <laughs> My bloody crazy clients. God, <laughs> um, Sharon, have you? God, I've had some dealers with them this morning. Put me in a good mood, did it, Sharon? <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, um, so Sharon, um, what's your recommendation for the tribe? Well, I I started. Uh, sticking with WooCommerce today, I am recommending the WooCommerce Checkout Manager. In fact, I just had to use this uh, with one of my clients. It's very uh, helpful when you're trying to do conditional checkouts. If you need to make some conditional um, uh, reasoning and offer different types of checkout fields or whatever, it's a very good uh, plug-in for you to use. Right, that sounds fantastic. John, my beloved John, have you got something for the tribe? Yeah, this is uh, an article from Master WP by Naisha Green, and this is uh, Will Web Designers Win a License to Discriminate? This is concerning a a similar thing to the, uh, you know, wedding cake thing. This is a person that wants to refuse to provide wedding web design services uh, so something very relevant uh, for our times, yeah. And it's not that this person actually has a client that that wants this; they're just suing for yeah, this. Yeah, uh, oh, it's the American way, isn't it? Are yeah. you Are you going to send the link to David? I should. <laughs> I should. <laughs> there you, go. you can block me twice. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I welcome. Uh, Let's go for a freebie, won't you? Uh, um, Sally, oh God, Sally, um, have you got a recommendation for the job? <laughs> well, um, I just want to recommend delegated access in general, like in line with that uh, plugin. Um, I, I, I had a client who, uh, you know, he wanted to, basically he needed me to set up his Gmail to work with his. Uh, you know, his other, his other email account. And it just made me appreciate the fact that there are now many companies, hosting companies and other companies that provide some means of delegating access so that uh, you can get into your, you know, to manage things like your client's web hosting or domain names or, or whatever. And, not have to have their login and not have to have like them sitting there to send you the, uh, the it, it, you know, the two factor authentication code. Um, so definitely if you are operating any uh, business like that, def- you know, consider a method for delegating access. Yeah, I um, think it's so true, Sally, and it's these crazy domain people that, Oh, the uh, they become the pit, the worst pits than the hosting companies. You know, we uh, automatically us we insist that they set up a free Cloudflare account because dealing with these crazy frigging 
um, domain purchasing companies is a frigging nightmare. They're crazy <laughs> logging systems and whatever else they get up to. They're just demented. Uh, um, well, that's my rant. Uh, um, so um, I must be taking the same drugs as Spencer. Uh, um, so uh, <laughs> 400 milligrams of Motrin. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I wish that's, it was more exciting like, than that. Why bother? I know, right? Because my ears ring if I take too much at a time. So I already got, oh, I got enough we trouble. Well, yeah, Motrin is not good for your uh, digestion, for particularly. Um, oh, well, there we go. That's for right. So, you know, since I kicked the, the, you know, the H, I got to just stick to Motrin. <laughs> um, but it, it all comes out, listeners and viewers. I do hope. Have you not been entertained, listeners and viewers? Have you not been entertained? <laughs> We will be back next week with another train wreck. Uh, um, I will see you soon, my beloved audience. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind WordPress membership group on Facebook? And if you want to keep up with all the latest news on the podcast, visit wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.